right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show, Tennessee Wildcast. Doug Markham, Jason Harmon. Introduce our guest just in a minute. How's it going, Doug? Are you fired up, man? I'm ready. Closer and closer to shooting time of year, right? (laughs) Actually, uh, it's time for Tucker to go hunting. Yeah. Or he might be a tad young yet. No, I'm going to take him with me this year and just introduce him to it. All right. I think he'll enjoy muzzleloader season. Yeah. Oh, you're going to take a muzzleloader. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I want to remind everyone, he might be literally too young. I don't know. We got the youth hunt coming up. Yeah, he's too young for that. And uh, a little bit. And yet we have people say, can I take my five-year-old with me? Of course you can. Uh, Not on the youth hunt, but just during the regular hunts. Yeah. As long as you're standing there, sitting there right with him. Yeah. Letting him enjoy your hunt, right? Yeah, he probably won't be pulling the trigger. No, uh, probably. Mama wouldn't like that. (laughs) No, she wouldn't. (laughs) But he'd enjoy Hanging out with Dad and seeing what Dad does. He's right? been begging me ever since I said, you want to go deer hunting? He said, yeah, and turkey hunting and squirrel hunting. And oh, he's so going to go. He's ready. All right. All right. Well, when he gets to fishing, let me know. Okay. Yeah. All he right. enjoys that, too. He caught a nice one this year. He did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember it. Bigger than anything you've ever caught. <laughs> <laughs> Especially this year. That's for sure. All right. I went to Florida to try to end that, and I didn't do any good down there yeah. either. So, uh this is a youth hunt coming up this weekend. Yes. Uh, so get your kids out 6 to 16. They have to be with an adult, 21 plus. Mm-hmm. And uh, so make sure of that. But get them out. And there's a lot of youth events going on. We're going to talk about that some. Someone there to take control of that too. firearm if, if something has to, if something happens. You know. That's right. Mm-hmm. In this long archery season, uh, of course, you can keep hunting archery, using archery through the muzzleloader and gun stuff. Because muzzleloader is going to start right after we get through with the um, kids' hunt right. a few days later. Mm-hmm. That'll get going. But during those periods, you can use archery uh, anytime you want to uh, during the gun and muzzleloader. Or if there's a little break, I can't remember without looking at the guide. Right. I think there may be a three or four-day break. Archery hunters, make sure you wear your orange during the muzzleloader and gun season. That's a good point. That is very good. That doesn't mean you can't put on orange during that gun and muzzleloader. Right. So for sure. But anyway, a lot going on with that and a lot of small game going to be starting up here pretty soon. November will bring a lot of small game. We'll get a small game person or two on here. Yeah. And talk about that. We might talk about it a little bit today, as a matter of fact. Anyway, a couple of things we want to show you before we get with our guest. I want to remind everyone, we're going to show them the license. Just to remind right. you, this is going to happen on Halloween Day, October 31st. Mm-hmm. A few more days. Uh, your licenses are going to change. You're going to be getting a piece of paper when you buy your license at a lot of agents, or if you do it at the house, it's going to look like that piece of paper that Jason's got up there. Mm-hmm. Some of you will still buy that old durable stock. There's uh, 1,200 license agents in Tennessee. About 300 of them are still going to sell that thing that looks kind of like a grocery store receipt. Yep. Uh, a little more durable than those, though. So you'll still buy that in some. Uh, but if you want to come home after you buy that and get your piece of paper, I understand you can go yep. online and do it. You can print out as many of those as you want. It don't cost you a dime. And you can put one in each pack, in each pocket, in each glove box. <laughs> you, can, uh, you can have your license with you at all times. That's right. And the cool thing, too, is you can also get it. At, well, I mean, who isn't? who doesn't carry these right. around now? You can also uh, put it on this cell phone, and it works just fine. And you will get an email sent to you when you buy a license. And we'll be telling you all this again in March on March 1st, mm-hmm. when, I, when most of you buy licenses. But some folks are buying this time of year in the fall. Yep. So, And then the, uh, the app. The app is important to us. Just if you've never gone to it, put it on your phone. About 300,000 downloads now of our app, and it's going to get better. We also want to remind you about all our, and we can talk, we might get Richard to talk about that a little bit today, but we can talk, uh, I mean, we want to remind you that there are shooting places, um, shooting ranges that you can go to, thank you, all across the state. And uh, this one's at, at one here in Middle Tennessee, but they're east-west, they're all over. 
right. the place and their public ranges that the agency uh, operates. Go on our guide and you can see what they are. And a lot of them, we talked about this earlier in the year, are, are, are referred to as, I think, Tier 1. Unmanned. Ranges, they're unmanned. Mm-hmm. And those now, if you buy a hunting license, you can go shoot without having to buy a permit for those anymore. Okay, right. They're not manned. This particular range is Stones River you're looking at, or and it's a, it's a manned range, and it still costs permits to go do that because there's a lot of activity going on. But there's a lot of unmanned. When one comes to mind in Middle Tennessee is Yanali. Mm-hmm. It's unmanned, and you can go shoot on that range right. without having to worry about a permit. We also have coming up here in a few weeks, and we're going to do a podcast from there. We'll get Todd to go with us and, and Jason, and we're going to go up to uh, in Kentucky with our friends in Kentucky. They're br- trying to bring a lot of attention to these Asian carp we have, and these are silver carp that are that we found in the Duck River a few years ago. See how big they get? And mm-hmm. then you multiply that one by like a billion. Um, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but by a lot of fish, these things are really reproducing in our rivers, and they are filter feeders. They're taking a lot of that good algae. Or they're not algae, but the micro organisms out of the water. And Mm -hmm. it's the beginning of the food chain. And uh, we're worried about these things. And so we're working with Kentucky in a few weeks to try to bring attention to what we're doing, what Kentucky's doing, how sportsmen can help us, how maybe commercial netters can help us knock these things back in our waters because they're in here and we want to get rid of them. And in the photo, I just noticed this. There's our two our two fishery chiefs right there working with these fish. That's exactly what. That was on the Duck River here in Middle Tennessee a year or two ago. You see, and that's they get bigger than that one. That's a silver carp. Uh, and uh, they even get larger than that. And they, the ones that jump are the ones that's, uh, that, that, uh, that we're really worried about. And that's these guys right here. Right, yeah. yeah. Cost it's also a big-headed carp big that causes problems. problems. Big problems when you're. Start jumping out of the water like that in the large numbers. They will. All right. Any other current events we need to hit before uh, we move on? You know, we're still out there on Facebook. We're out there on Twitter posting new stuff every day all across the state. We're on now one Facebook. We were we had regional Facebooks, but now we're just one big Facebook. You can find everything you want to know about us in one spot. Yep. So, yeah. Come in here. It's, it's, it's got some cool stuff from all across the state. It's looking, yeah. it's looking really good. And you did mention the hat. We're going to give some hats away, right? Yeah, we'll give away a hat and some shirts this week. Like and share this show. We're going to post it on Facebook. And uh, and we'll um, give away some hats and shirts. I don't know how many we'll give away, but we'll draw some names. We'll, and, we'll make up that. We'll, we'll and, decide. Uh, we'll throw in a few stickers, too. Put them on your bumper and advertise. All right. Yeah, we need <laughs> you to do that. All right. Let's or stick let's, them on the cooler or whatever. Let's know, pull out and, and show Richard. Yeah. All right. All right. Richard Kirk. Works down in our original office, uh, though he's been all over the place uh, in this agency. Been here for a while, and Richard is the uh, he's we call him the manager for. He's over the wildlife programs in Middle Tennessee. Richard, is that close enough? That's right. The twenty five counties, Middle Tennessee. All right, and and Richard, before we did that, you did a lot of work with other things. You've worked with non game or watchable wildlife, and now you're down there working with if it's wildlife, you're working with it. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I appreciate you inviting me up here. It's taken a while. I guess uh, I guess you've worked through your A list people, and now you're <laughs> you're working on your B and C list people. Well, episode thirty five. No, we're, we're way past B. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Thirty five. <laughs> yeah, episode thirty five today. So uh, yeah. No, Richard, you're you're always a great guest. I've had Richard on with me on previous shows that I've done. I appreciate you coming up here, and I, I didn't give you much notice. You're probably watching the Titans when I when I sent you a text. And <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks for coming in. You got a lot of wildlife management areas in your place. You got a lot of youth hunts going on on those. And let's talk about those first because. They're coming up so quickly. Uh, what's going on? Sure. Um, WMAs that are open statewide season, the, the youth hunt's going to be the same dates. It's uh, October 29th, 30th. 
Uh, and I just want to plug, too, that's coming up. But we also have, uh, in January, at the very end of the season, we'll have another you. youth hunt. Right. Yeah, The uh, 14th and 15th of, of January. But there's, there's several counties and WMAs that are having youth events this year. And I'd, I'd like to give them a plug if I could. Sure, absolutely. The uh, Lincoln County uh, uh, Hunting for a Cure. Leith Conundike. Uh, Leith, yeah. It'll be at the, the fairgrounds. On Friday night, there is an auction at 6 o'clock at the fairgrounds where uh, they're going to raise money for St. Jude's. They do it every year, uh, raise quite a bit of money for St. Jude in Giles County. Fellowship of Christian Athletes, Fellowship of Christian Hunters, I'm sorry, um, will have a, a uh, an event there out of the Richland Trace Market. Okay. Uh, the they, two they, Davids working on that, officers there? They they do that every year. Uh, new one this year, uh, Dix, Dixon Sportsman Store on Highway 46 there in Dixon. All right, good. Yeah. Um, in Sumner County, it's the North Sumner Youth Deer Rally. Going to be at the Farm Depot up there. Um a big one every year in Coffee County, uh, the Coffee County Youth Deer Rally. Uh, it's at the fairgrounds there in Manchester. Uh, and then on WMAs, Cheatham WMA will always always has an event with hot dogs and and whatnot. And Bear Hollow as well always has an event at the uh, campground there on Highway 16. Okay, and one of my Richard is representing Middle Tennessee, the 25 counties here, but this goes on all over the place. Oh, it does. Across the state, and you just get, either look at our website or get in touch with your local regional offices and see what's going on in your area of the state. But those lines don't mean that you can't come. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you come yeah. across those lines and come into Middle Tennessee if you want to. That's a lot of events. It is, it is. And, and you know, it, it's it means a lot to the community. It means a lot to... Uh, families that can can get out and and take their kids uh, daughters and sons fishing and hunting uh, just getting kids involved in the um, in the outdoors and 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 sporting events that it really does add to a family's recreation okay and we talked about that a little bit last week with with uh, Jim Stroud yeah. great volunteer mm-hmm. and he talked about that some Richard he talked about how once you got some of the other folks involved especially he said the wives then the whole family seems to 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 get involved with some of these events get the kids going mom will follow get her involved and hey yeah you just no no we just want to get you outside we want you to get off of these some and yeah. uh, go outside and buy your license on that and then just go out and yeah and leave it in the truck <laughs> all right let's talk also richard about um some of the wildlife management areas have unless you want to hit on something else real quick now nah, i'm ready okay richard is part of his job is working with with um, other folks in the agency who help manage our wildlife management areas across the state and in Richard's case middle tennessee and these are public areas that are open for you to go hunting on if you have the right permits and licenses and all that kind of stuff they're all in our guide they're all listed out there in alphabetical order by region easy to find but let's talk about some of them that you have in the mid-state let's start with percy priest okay percy priest percy priest is a unique area and you know it's it's about ten thousand acres that that surround fourteen thousand acres of of water, in Percy Priest Reservoir. But what's unique about it, it being so close to urban environments, Davidson County, Rutherford County, Nashville, Tennessee, Nashville, yeah, uh, Murfreesboro, uh, it gets a lot of pressure from uh, just in its location. Hunters don't go have to go very far. Uh, they can in some situations where their subdivision uh, backs up to WMA boundary. They can just basically walk out their back door and, and hit the WMA and, and do some hunting. Uh, r- right now, in fact, uh, I checked the harvest uh, 
records last night, and Percy Priest right now is is leading WMAs in, in Region 2 with Harvest during the bow season. I want to remind everyone, too, as you look through the guide and you see these different WMAs, definitely look at what restrictions there might be or, or special regs, I guess I should say, regulations. Percy Priest, for example, you're not allowed to use a rifle out there. Is that correct? Right. Percy Priest is divided up into two units, Unit 1 and Unit 2. Mm-hmm. Unit 1 is archery only. Unit 2 is archery, obviously during the archery season, but uh, during muzzleloader, it's muzzleloader. During the gun season, it's archery, muzzleloader, shotgun. Okay, so shotgun, you go out there with a with a slug and hunt with a shotgun. Is that because it is sort of more congested area, and so you? It's, it's, it is. We we've we've uh, prohibited the use of high powered rifles out there. Okay, I will tell you. Years ago, well, seven eight years ago, working in, when I was down in Region Two, a guy came up toward the end of the season with a deer. He brought it to our regional office to get checked in. It was the biggest deer I saw all year. It was taken off a priest, and this guy was hunting heavy cedar thickets. There's, it may get pressure, but if you do your homework, there's a lot of deer out on Percy Priest. There are. There are. And, and you know, the, the, the pressure is actually uh, providing somewhat of a service because, again, being close to the urban right. area, deer sometimes get in the flower beds and that kind of stuff. So so uh, a lot of pressure and a good harvest on a WMA close to an urban situation is, is good. And while we're on that, this isn't deer, it's, it's duck, it's waterfowl, that in cases like a Percy Priest, can hunters go out there during the waterfowl season and hunt on that lake? It doesn't have blinds on it. So no, is no. it open to hunting? Yes, it is. It is. Now, uh, O'Hickory, uh, Cheatham Lake, uh, AEDC, uh, Woods Reservoir, those we do have blinds and, and we have drawings first Saturday in August uh, to, to a, you know, kind of a, uh, it's a hand drawing, uh, lottery kind of situation that you, you, Get your name pulled out of a barrel and, and get to pick your blind. So those situations. Priest uh, is, is more, there's, there's no blind sites or anything. It's just, you know, go where you can. Going to go go scout, go tip a ter- temporary blind if you want to. You can't build permanent blinds right, out there, right? right? Okay. One thing I want to mention with that and with all WMAs, uh, you, you can't hunt within uh, 100 yards of a visible dwelling. So you do have to keep that in the back of your mind. Okay, so that is important on a Percy Priest WMA. Absolutely. So if you walk out your backyard, don't hunt within 100 yards of your neighbors. Every when, bit, when yeah, any visible dwelling, yeah. Any visible dwelling. Okay, Percy Priest is a good place. You established that. Well, let's talk about Old Hickory. Been around a long time, Old Hickory Wildlife Management Area. We're on Lebanon, Tennessee. Yes. Um, Cumberland River runs all through it. Right, right. Is it a good deer area? I know it's waterfowl. I think of it as waterfowl, but are there deer out there? There's a few, and, and I mean, there are, and... And, and people hunt it. The, the only uh, real restriction on old, old Hickory is that it's going to be closed during the, the, the duck season. The sub-impoundments are going to be closed. Uh, so the, the season is shorter. But but they do. They'll kill uh, 60 or so deer on old Hickory uh, in the short period that it's open. I've okay. had the opportunity to kill one on old Hickory. Oh, you have? But a lot of it's boat access, too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you don't get a lot of land access to the. Yeah, it, it's... Uh, Roughly 14,000 acres, I think, but only about 1,000 of that uh, is accessed by land. You're going to have to have a boat, basically. What about Cheatham? Then, see, that's another waterfowl area. There's an upland at Cheatham, and then there's also a, a lowland or a, or a waterfowl area on Cheatham. Same thing there? On the, on the, on the, at least on the waterfowl area? Uh, it, it's, it's drawn. Right. Uh, so, you know. I'm talking about deer in this case. Oh, Can you oh. deer hunt on that area? You can, but again, it's, it's during uh, when the late duck season opens up. Uh, it's it's going to be uh, restricted. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. What about the upland? Which is really it, it's a 
it's a well-established, well-known wildlife management area, Cheatham. It's near Ashland City here in Middle Tennessee, and and it's really hilly. Is it a good place to go hunt deer? It, it's coming back. Uh, back 2006, 2007, uh, well, let's say 2006, we were, we were harvesting 225 deer uh, on, on Cheatham. In 2007, and, and if you've been hunting very long in Middle Tennessee, you'll remember uh, we had a pretty significant EHD outbreak, uh, 2007, part mm-hmm. of 2008. And it hit Cheatham really hard. Um, it, it knocked the deer population back. We have restricted Cheatham to buck only. and Because an, of that? Because well, of the EHD? Trying to protect those does and, okay. and trying to build that population back. And and it's taken a little longer than than we had anticipated it should, based on harvest. But also you, you have to consider too. Um, back in two thousand seven, eight, nine, ten, um, there weren't that many. Well, there were fewer deer out there, and that kind of drew fewer hunters. So the 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 deer are coming back, and now the hunters are starting to come back. Uh, last year, we or the last couple of years, we've harvested over 100 deer on the area. That's that's roughly we're talking one deer per 150 acres or so. Uh, that that's 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 okay. That's pretty good. Uh, so, uh, but we would like to see it, you know, maybe back up to around 200. Okay, there's a shooting range out there. There is. Would that and, fall and under the tier one? It, it does. It okay, does. so if somebody wants to shoot out there, don't worry about getting the permit. Go practice. Can you practice out there during the deer season, or is that discouraged? Uh, at the range, yes. At the range. Yes. Okay, all right. Good deal. So it's coming back, and I want to mention to small game out there. I've, I've squirrel hunted out there years ago. It's still a good place to go. Oh, little... yeah. The la- my last uh, squirrel hunting trip was out there. Um, you know, squirrels are cyclic. It, it's, it depends on on uh, the previous year's acorn crop or previous couple of years acorn crop but but cheatham is is a really good place to score hunt speaking of acorn crops what are y'all seeing region-wide middle tennessee wide is it a good acorn year yeah uh, it, it is uh, there are some places you know it, it's great some places a little less than good but overall region-wide it, it's, it's pretty good this year do our wmas i know the ones that are wooded hope that there's a lot of acorns that grow out there but do they also plant food plots on most of our wildlife management areas? Does TWA mostly do it? Yeah, uh, a lot of times we do, especially clover fields. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll do clover fields. There are some areas that we'll put small uh, strips of corn uh, in. Uh, a lot of our WMAs we'll we'll put mineral blocks out uh, during the summer. Uh, so so it's a uh, more of an attractant. It's more of a uh, an opportunity for hunters. Okay. Speaking of, since we're in the hilly part, we're in Cheatham. Let's move down Bear Hollow just real quick because Bear Hollow is more than hilly. It's mountainous. Yes. Bear Hollow Wildlife Management Area in Franklin County. Awesome place. I love going down there. I, I don't hunt it. I go down there and take photographs mostly with the guys that, that work down there. But tell us about Bear Hollow, and is it a good place to go because it is isolated? It, it is, and, you know, you, you, you need to understand that, that when you're going to Bear Hollow, it, it is up and down. Uh, mm-hmm. Bear Hollow will harvest though uh, eighty to a hundred deer a year there, uh, so it, it's it's a uh, it could handle some more pressure. But again, you know when you go, you need to understand that uh, you kill a deer down in a holler. You better be, be in shape. Yeah, it, long day. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go down there not in shape. Okay, Bear Hollow, but it is a beautiful place uh, to go and have. It seems like at a recent commission meeting. 
uh, they passed a proclamation or whatever. They they we have more property added to it. Is that open for hunting yet? Um, it wasn't a proclamation. They uh, expanded the budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, the the most recent, not yet. Uh, once it once it gets uh, surveyed and and we get the boundaries marked mm-hmm. and and we'll have to. Uh, uh, get the word out on it, but we all guess over the last, let's say, four years, we've added quite a bit of land down in Franklin County okay. uh, to Bear Hollow. Yeah, so and that that older land that's already been surveyed, already been posted, all that it, it is open. Yes. Okay, and if you're going 24 in the Tullahoma, past, past Tullahoma, going toward Chattanooga or coming up Chattanooga, somewhere between Swanee and Tullahoma, basically. Yeah, yeah. general area. That's if you're not familiar with it at all. Uh, all right, Richard. What a what about a we have a new wildlife management area, relatively new in Hickman County. Um, Happy Hollow. Happy Hollow. How about it? Happy Hollow. We we kind of have split regs on Happy Hollow in that uh, archery season and muzzleloader season were uh, open same as statewide. Let's say and 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 but during the gun was was quota permit only. So we, we, we did want to restrict um, hunters out there a little bit with, with, with firearms just to see how it went. Um, during archery, uh, muzzleloader and uh, gun last year, not really any issues, uh, not, not seemed no crowding or no conflict. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, we're, we're continuing to watch that probably for another couple of years. Um, and, and if, if, things continue to go well we may leave it like this if if we think we can open uh gun up we will if if we need to uh, restrict muzzleloader more we will but it's, right now we, we've got these regs in place just to um see how it goes see see if this is the the right uh combination for that area it's not a large area it's only about uh 1700 acres um so near centerville and, yeah and, okay. and you talk about up and down it is up oh, and is down. And okay. I haven't been on that piece of land yet. There's limited access. There's only one good ridge that has access. So uh, if you want to hunt, you know, the the other ridge or other two ridges that are on the property, you're walking over there too. So. Okay. All right. So we need a lot of people that are in shape on some of these WMAs because some of those flat areas. One thing I'd like to say too on these WMAs, or just the agency in general, works really hard to provide public land for these people to hunt and fish, and we're trying to acquire land all the time. So that's... That's one thing that we're trying to do for you, the sportsman, is to provide opportunity. And uh, the real estate team's looking for land all the time. So yeah, try to get you out there and get you get you hunting, Richard. And I noticed you now your these WMAs aren't cookie cutter. You don't manage one the way you manage another one. I mean, they got different topographies or you know, their landscape are all different. Are you managing on how the land is, how the deer population is, how the 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 population is around those what do you manage each wma based on well each wma is is probably managed more uniquely to that wma um for you know old hickory and and cheatham being primarily cheatham lake being primarily waterfowl areas uh we talked about the cheatham upland the, mm-hmm. the situation there uh aedc uh, is is arnold engineering development center uh, is owned by the department of defense so we manage that uh, in cooperation with with the Air Force, and so the Air Force has input and, and has, uh, you know, their desires that that we try to to uh, their training needs. Uh, when you get to Yanali, Yanali is Yanali is used to be the Duck River area. It did. It's okay. in Murray County. Murray County, uh, Columbia. Columbia. Okay. 
uh, it's it's spread out. It's not really one big contiguous piece of land. So it, it's spread out. Uh, Williamsport is is small. Williamsport has the fishing lakes. It also has a lot of right down the road from Denali. It right? is okay. Uh, has some non traditional uses like uh, uh, horseback trails, and and so we 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 kind of uh, take that into consideration. Uh, Laurel Hill mentioned Laurel Hill. It, it's our uh, quality deer management, let's say, area. It is, and I want to get on that. The, the, does every region have an area like a Laurel Hill? Are we trying to manage one or two areas across the state for trophy bucks? Probably eight to ten years ago, the commission asked the agency to see if we could find one one area uh, per region that that we could see if some antler restrictions would start uh, creating some some more quality deer. And Laurel Hill was selected in Region 2 okay. Middle Tennessee. To, to be that area. All right. And Laurel Hill is Lawrence County Lawrence down County. La- near Lawrenceburg. Northwest Lawrence County, yeah. Okay, all right. Go ahead. And, you know, it, it, it the regulations down there um, changed a little bit in the very beginning, kind of fluctuated. The last few years, um, it was five points on one side or a 15-inch spread. Uh, Pam McDonald is the... The WMA manager there, she's been there, I guess she's about her third year. And and Pam does a good job keeping up with the harvest and, and what the data is saying. And I guess it's been a couple of, couple of years ago, and looking at the data, uh, and at that time it was five on one side or 15-inch spread, the average points uh, was 8.3, something like that, and, and the 15-inch spread. So what that was telling us is – it was the 15-inch spread that was carrying that harvest. It wasn't five on one side. So if, if hunters are primarily uh, harvesting four-point deer that are, are four on one side deer with 15-inch spread, let's lower that antler restriction to four on one side, 15-inch spread, and see if we can uh, provide a little bit more uh, opportunity, opportunity, a little bit more harvest. Yeah. Okay, but it's still a nice-sized deer. Yeah, yeah. And, and what did y'all tell them? How does the hunter tell there's 15-inch spread? Uh, the, the main beams extend past the, the ears. Okay, all right. All these – I want to talk about turkeys before we run out of time. All these WMAs and all the restrictions or regulations are listed in the hunting guide, correct? Absolutely. And if you have questions, you can call – Richard will give you his personal phone number. It's a, you know, you call Richard in Region Two. All our guys are available through the regional offices, and and uh, you can reach them there. And this goes on across the state, right, Richard? There's there's folks in your position all across Tennessee doing the same thing with folks in the field and trying to do the best they can for yeah. what the sportsmen want. And you know, at any given time, there's four or five people in the in the office that are good at answering questions. Okay, all right. Let's talk turkeys real quick. Mm-hmm. You are in an area of the state where there's been some thought that, that the turkey population may have dipped some in two or three counties, three or four counties down in the southern middle team. Long story short, it's led to some studies you were involved in a few years ago. We got some photographs of you working down there and uh, taking some organs out of turkeys that we're studying to see if there's anything wrong with them. Tell, right. us, tell us what you were doing and where are we with fast forward to today. After okay. That. We started uh, – I guess getting a little concerned with with turkey harvest in Wayne, Lawrence, and Giles County uh, five, six, even seven years ago and, and started watching it and realized that uh, that we monitor harvest. That's that's what we use. And, and you know, it takes at least three years to get a trend. Uh, five years is better. Uh, and But we were getting concerns from local hunters. 
uh-huh. with with the declining harvest and and their concern was disease. So we partnered with the University of Tennessee to uh, take organs, tissue samples from uh, hunter-harvested birds uh, in Wayne Lawrence and Giles, also Murray and Bedford, because harvest hadn't really declined much in, in uh, uh, actually hadn't declined at all, and in, in Murray had gone up and, and Bedford to kind of compare. Uh, and so for two years, we asked hunters to bring their birds into check stations. We collected uh, our tissues, sent them off to UT uh, to get analyzed. I uh, had about a little over 200 birds uh, sent to UT. Uh, and what, you know, looking at that, a lot, just like anything, gets exposed to a lot of different diseases. You and I, everybody gets exposed. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean we, we have disease. Uh, but they looked at blood. They looked at tissue. Uh, they looked at a lot of stuff and didn't really come up with a whole lot. Small, three out of 200, I think, had had DNA from a, a protozoa called uh, blackhead. But that what that did was start us looking at uh, go ahead go ahead started started us looking at what really is going on with turkeys down there what holistically is going on because there's things that drive turkey populations and communities uh, competition predation uh, disease but so we we started a a uh, study with UT again million dollar study of, of federal money right to look holistically at what's going on okay and I'm sorry to cut you short on that Berger, but it's not money coming from sportsmen right no it's 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 uh, federal aid money and it's going to find out over six years what might be going on there and it can be used across the state to help manage absolutely yeah okay we'll get you I'm sorry I shorted you on that some but the news isn't bad it's just not known right now right well it, the big picture what's going on big picture down there Okay. All right, Richard. Thank you a lot. Thanks, Richard. Jason, thank you a lot. We'll be back next week. Yep. And uh, watch all our old shows. Thanks, Richard. Thank you all.